1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, better than before on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. And now, as always, please meet my partner in cold weather sports, the latest <laughs> of which will be, wait for it, Heli skiing down Mount Everest. Here she is, my producer, my hero. Lori Houston. Come in, (laughs) Lori. Adjust your ski goggles as Mm -hmm. we speak. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that one. I'm definitely looking forward to that one. I actually like to ski, but I don't know about a helicopter. Mm-hmm. I know. I think, yeah, I think Mount Everest, it might be a little foggy. Maybe we have to change a little bit of our plans. But, but you know, speaking of cold weather and such icy conditions as one might imagine exist on Mount Everest, I almost didn't make it here to do the show. As you know, I had been in DC. I was visiting my little twins and my husband and I were driving back to New York. It was like 60 degrees in DC. But as soon as we hit the New Jersey Turnpike coming back to the city, there was an ice storm and sleet just pelted the car and our defroster took the inopportune time to stop working so not only was it blowing cold air and it was already like you know two degrees outside but and I didn't exactly need air conditioning but more seriously we couldn't see out the windshield but my husband he, like a little inch was left for him he saved the night and normally he drives like Mario Andretti and we have a jeep I might add but he was very careful we arrived safely so thank you Bob for saving my life yet again I am happy we survived and I will live to do another show. Right, Laurie. Absolutely, <laughs> with, with you, my my partner in sport. Uh, and speaking of happiness, as I'm just full of segues today, uh, we have a, we have a show that will make everyone happier, as well as uh, being better than before. After the break, we'll meet Davis Yeager, Catherine LeBlanc, and Catherine LeBlanc from Smoothie King. Um, That's a really hot new company. They have 700 locations across three continents. And Lori, as you know, smoothies, juicing, protein shakes, they're all trending words today. And and they're really kind of mega popular. But like gluten-free, a lot of it is misunderstood. Are all smoothies created equal? Uh, That would be No. Uh, so, this segment will debunk the smoothie myths and share how to create a smoothie that will help meet your personal wellness goals to be better than before. But first, we are going to focus totally on happiness, and I am elated to be speaking with Natalie Kogan. She is the co founder and CEO of Happier, which is a leading wellness company on a mission. And that mission is to make millions of people happier by helping them find, create, and celebrate the small, yet awesome moments in their daily lives. We all have them. The trick is to recognize them and, of course, appreciate them. Natalie herself is a sought-after speaker. She has been featured in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Fortune, New York Magazine, and Time Magazine, to name a few. She has also appeared on Bloomberg TV and One World with Deepak Chopra. And she is also the author of The Guide to Ecstatic Living. She is, in a word, awesome herself. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thank you so much for being with us. We are very happy that you're here.
2: Thanks for having me, guys, and thanks for that amazing intro. You should repeat that. I'll bring my 10-year-old daughter on, and she'll realize how cool I really
1: am. Great. How awesome. How awesome you really are. Yes, I will. She, you can play the show back for her. <laughs> for I sure. definitely will have to. Um, you know, Natalie, so much are, so much of us, we're programmed to be negative, and, you know, that's almost human nature, and, and we all know people who you meet, and it's like, oh, you know, thank you for ruining my day. Um, Mm -hmm. but on on the other hand, and I know myself, I have to fight to be more positive. You know, I almost have to practice it like an instrument and, 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 you know, being better than before is, you know, we have to focus on the positives in life to find those Mm -hmm. small happy moments, you know, even in the most difficult circumstances. And I always say, Natalie, if you don't appreciate the small accomplishments accomplishments you're never going to find true happiness because your life will be one big to-do list that that uh, Mm -hmm. you're never going to be satisfied Mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit about uh you on a personal note um you gave a very moving ted talk about your experience of of fleeing russia with your parents i think you were 13 right you were coming to the u.s Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. had a very profound influence on your goals of finding happiness here in the states Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and, and you've broadened that so much further in fact uh Next week, you're doing a program workshop at Canyon Ranch. and We, we love yep. Canyon Ranch. They've been on the show many times. And it's called The Road to Happiness, which will help mm-hmm. so many others. So, you know, starting with you, how uh, the journey of becoming happier, how, how did that lead you to starting your company?
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's so I always say it's very odd to say that my journey to founding a company that aims to make people happier starts in a refugee camp in Austria and then Italy, which is where we were, but it really does. So we, you know, when I was 13 and a half, my parents and I escaped Russia. And then we spent a couple months in refugee camps, first in Austria and then in Italy. You know, whenever I say Austria, Italy, like I hear myself and it sounds fabulous. I mean, I'd love to go to Italy now, yeah. but it was awful. I mean, we left, you know, we were allowed to take uh, $200 per person and two suitcases per person. So that's all we had. And we left everything. We left everything we knew. We left our citizenship and we set out on this journey to try to make it in the, to the United States as refugees. And, you know, the way we lived in the refugee camps was awful. It was you know, really, really awful. And then we were lucky enough, we did make it to the United States. And I remember, you know, I was looking for the skyscrapers, like I had the visions of New York, and that's where we were going to be. And we ended up our first place where we lived were in this town, city called Ypsilanti. It's outside of Detroit. And we lived in the projects there. You know, we had refugees on welfare and on food stamps. And that was the arrival to the United States. You know, and I say all this, not to feel pity for me or my parents, but just how jarring it was. And so I went through this, you know, really horrible experience. I mean, we, you know, we didn't speak English. We didn't understand how life worked. You know, I remember taking my dad. I was learning English faster than my parents, and I had to go with my dad to places like the bank to open a checking account. Well, we didn't know what a checking account was, right? So just everything was new and really, really rough, you know, and I went to middle school, and I think middle schoolers aren't nice to each other ever. And they're particularly not nice to, you know, this really weird immigrant who doesn't speak English and has two outfits and really weird Polish sneakers. And so it was a really, really rough time. And the reason that I say that's actually when my road to becoming happier began is, you know, it took a couple of years. We got out of the project. Um, and, you know, I have to thank I always do. You remember the show, Who's the Boss?
1: Yes, yes.
2: Yeah, so Alyssa Milano on that show, she played Sam, the teenager. She became my hero because I said to myself, okay, if I can just speak English and be as cool as, you know, Sam on Who's the Boss, I'll be happy. So my first goal to being happy actually had to do with Alyssa Milano on Who's the Boss. And so we left the project and, you know, with my parents, we started building our lives and I decided for myself that the way I was going to cover up this painful experience that we went through was I was going to get to the American dream of being happy. And to me, the way you became happy was very simple. You were very successful, you achieved a lot of things, and you made a lot of money. And that's what I was going to do because, you know, that was going to make my parents happy. exactly. Right. And the I American had to stop and the thing is, I just heard myself say this and it sounds ridiculous, but the problem is that I think many people still believe that's how you do it. And so that's how I did it. So I call it my chase of the big happy, you know, for the 15 years since then, you know, I had one, you know, graduated top of my class at college. I had all these, you know, fancy, huge jobs. I started companies. I, sold companies. I wrote books. I mean, always been pretty ambitious, but I was in this overdrive because I could achieve and succeed. And, you know, I did make a bunch of money. I bought my parents a Mercedes, you know, because definitely that was going to make me and them happy. And then, you know, married my husband, we had a daughter. I remember going in, I wanted to make sure it was a really expensive, the best stroller, because of course that's what makes you happy. And 15 years of chasing the big happy, and the punchline was that I ended up completely depressed, completely just exhausted, the furthest away from happiness I could imagine. You know, I had my adrenal glands were failing. I was just miserable, and that's how I actually started looking at the science of how to be happier. Because my father's a scientist, so I said, okay, my way isn't working. So let me look at find, science find another on this.
1: find another way that that yeah find which another is-
2: way because. <laughs> I ran into a wall.
1: Yeah.
2: And I I
1: start. No, continue.
2: No, no, and I I I started, that's how Happier was born, is that I started looking, I started reading, and I'm a binge learner, so I just was reading every study. I went to talk to the guys at Harvard doing the research, and the University of Pennsylvania, just really diving into the field, and I, you know, I had, my mind was blown by two things. One is, I had no idea there was so much research. And the second thing is that I completely shifted my perspective of how I viewed happiness, I'd always seen it as a bonus at the end. So if I do this, then I'll be happy. If I make a lot of money, if I have these amazing jobs, if I build these companies, then I'll be happy. And then if you look at the research, what it shows is that people who are more positive actually are more successful, more creative. They're healthier. They have better relationships. So happiness isn't something we get after. It's actually something we have to start with as a foundation. And that completely shifted my mindset, and then I started actually learning about the things that science shows improve our emotional well-being, and they're really small things. They're things I could have been doing all along. They're things like developing a more grateful mindset, which really all that says is, appreciating something in your day that's already there that you don't have to change, right?
1: Things and, like, and I think we don't. The, the, yeah. The thing that uh, yeah. and, and we don't have, we're always looking for the next thing. In fact, I tell my daughter, she's in her last year of law school and she'll come to me and she'll say, Oh, I got an A on this course, but I'm worried that I'm, I'm not going to get, you know, I'm going to get a B in right. another one, which she right. did. Right. So if you're never having that moment of, of peace, of gratitude, of exactly. feeling happy with your present accomplishment, I don't really think that you can ever. I mean, again, as I said, it becomes one big. Uh, you know, it, it becomes stressful, and and you know, nobody's expected to be happy twenty four hours a day. And some people say, well, if you're not, then uh, you know, it's even more stress. I'm not happy. I should be happy. Why am I not happy? And then you're all stressed. Well, that's the other. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, no. But you touched on something that I think is really important. And first of all, you're absolutely right. What I've realized is I've been chasing this big state, I, this non existent state of permanent happiness. It doesn't. Exist. This. We're not like that of human beings. But what I did is all along the way I completely missed appreciating and even noticing those millions of little positive happy moments that I had in my life, right? I'd come home and be all caught up in the guilt of being a working mom and I have my daughter instead of, you know, appreciating the fact that those little feet were running up as I was opening the door, right? So the thing is I wasn't present there for the moment. And that, I think, is the foundation, and that's what the company is built around. That's how I try to live my life is it's not that we have to try to be happy all the time. It's a ridiculous goal. It doesn't happen. No one is that way. It's not that real life doesn't have stressful moments or really difficult moments or painful or that we don't acknowledge them, but it's that we can make a choice. It is a choice we have to make, but we can make a choice to find amidst any day, really difficult days, great days, at least one moment where we can pause and be there for it and appreciate it. And what that does actually is science shows it actually creates um, a, a permanent impact on the brain. It chemically changes your brain to actually be more resilient, more optimistic, more positive. And so it's this amazing cycle that you go through, but it is a choice we have to make to look at happiness differently. And that's frankly why the company is not called happiness, it's called happier, because happier, all which I'm is, asking uh, people to do is to find that one moment where little, you can stay there and appreciate and be a little happier.
1: Yeah, because I always say, you know, a positive, happy attitude, it comes easy when everything is going well and life is rosy. Of course. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's it's persevering when things go sort of awry so you can still continue toward your, your goals. And, and I think that's important to know that, you know, again, as you said, not everything is going to be rosy, but to, to not lose your focus when things aren't. So tell me, Natalie, how do I or how do we, our listeners and um how do we change and what's that first step that we take, you know, we wake up today and say, look, I want to be happier. What is the first step that we can do to kind of change that tape that says everything is sort of doom and gloom? I'm taking notes. Yeah.
2: So, okay. Ready? So I'll, I'll give you a very tactical step, but I'll give you a framework to think about. And maybe this is the thing you can do in the morning. What I ask everyone to do is, Stop saying, I'll be happy when. So stop yourself when you're saying that. I'll be happy when I lose 10 pounds. I'll be happy when I drink this green juice. I'll be happy when I get that job. And instead, start saying, I'm happier now because. I'm happier now because I appreciate all the work I'm putting into building this company. Or I'm happier now because... I love the colors in this green juice I'm making or I'm happier now because even though there's five feet of snow outside my window and we've had 15 snow days and I really can't take this winter, my daughter really loves it and I can enjoy it with her. And that last one is absolutely true for me. I'm losing my mind in this winter and I'm focusing on the fact that my daughter loves it. So that to me is a super simple, it's simple and yet it's a challenge, right? It is is every day, can you pause the thoughts of, I'll be happy when, and instead can you find at least one moment where you say, okay, I'm happier now in this moment because I appreciate how this coffee is tasting, or I appreciate that, you know, my parents are healthy, or I appreciate that even though my commute was two hours today, and it was really stressful, and there's too much snow, and as you were telling your story of driving, right, it was so much stress." But I appreciate, as you said, I appreciate my husband pulling through. Or even though, you know, work was stressful, my boss yelled at me, I appreciate a colleague who brought me a coffee after lunch, right? So can you, every single day, can you, instead of saying, I'll be happy when, can you have one moment where you say, I'm happier right now in this moment because I appreciate something or someone?
1: I love that. And that's the foundation. That's, that's, That's wonderful. And by, my husband, by the way, will never appreciate a green juice, no matter how much I try to tell him that you should be grateful that I'm giving all this healthy stuff to him. He will never, never, never appreciate that. You know, I just but he probably
2: s- appreciates your effort. I know because I've gone through this with my husband. There's just certain healthy things he won't eat. And what I got him to say is, okay, I hate this thing you're making, but I appreciate that you're trying.
1: Yeah. You, you mentioned that you like yoga. We'll get to that in a minute, but I am thinking yeah. that, uh, you know, I, I read about you know, that, that yoga is b- is big and he liked that for you, but he got stuck in a pretzel position. I thought I was doing him a really big favor, you know, relax, karma, all that stuff. And, and, you yeah. know, he said he was in class and he had a massage. This was in a spa and afterwards he couldn't get out of this position. <laughs> he was not happy or happier <laughs> or grateful that I got oh, him in this funny. class. It was supposed yeah. to be really, really good. You know, I was reading, it's interesting. I was reading a, a, a survey today, and, and it said that, you know, the good news is that everyone can do one thing better than 10,000 other people, and the bad Aha. news is that they don't know what that one thing is, which I thought okay. it was interesting. So I thought, you know, we have to also find what our goals, what our personal desires and, and dreams are. You know, we have to follow our dreams. Do you not feel mm-hmm. that? I mean, that's a, that's important.
2: I think it's really important and I think it's it's not even about I you know there's a lot of research in positive psychology that shows that when you focus on your strengths and those are the things that you're good at and you're excited about you are much happier you are actually more successful and I think about that a lot because to me it again comes to a place of you know to me being happier it it requires you to be honest it requires you to be honest about you know, your personal, the things that really matter to you. And I think it's the same about focusing on your strength and following your dreams, that it's really becoming authentic in a way. You know, one of the things I talk about a lot is, you know, I'm, I'm the founder of this company called Happier, and yet I talk a lot about that I am not naturally a happy person at all. You know, about 50% of our happiness level is determined by genetics. You know, and I always say I'm a tortured Russian Jewish immigrant. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I am not content or happy. I'm pretty anxious and stressed. 10% of our happiness is determined by circumstances. And this we actually think is a lot more than it is. And that's your job, where you live. And then 40% is what we can affect through our mindset. And so what I often say, you know, people get surprised when I'll, you know, I'll be giving a speech and I'll say, you know, I'm actually someone who is genetically and just naturally not a very happy person. But for me Growing happier and building it, it's, it's, I used to hide that fact, I guess what I'm saying. I used to never really reveal that. I used to put a face on for everybody. You know, my daughter, I think until she was seven, I don't think she's ever seen me stressed. I would hide it all because to me, I had this very fake notion of happiness is like you're smiling all the time. And building happier and learning about all the science and then, you know, sharing the experience. We've had more than a half a million people come and use happier. Just understanding what that means has made me a lot more authentic. And now I talk about the fact that, you know, yes, I get stressed. I get really stressed. I get really anxious. I get sad. I get down. But it's, it, that, it doesn't make me, I, I'm not an unhappy person because of it, because I still have that discipline and now the habit of finding those positive moments. So, I do think that true happiness and true, as you said, it's following your dreams, that it requires you to become really honest and authentic.
1: And also, I think, Natalie, is to find, and, and I work a lot with survivors, and nobody says, gee, cancer was the best thing to, you know, thank God I got mm-hmm. cancer. I mean, no, nobody says that. However, I've heard many survivors say, if I didn't get cancer, I wouldn't have chosen this path or another path yeah. or changed yeah. my mindset of being more grateful for what I have. Mm-hmm of having gone through this like you had gone through this this experience that sort of made you who you are today. And I think mm-hmm. that you can take a, a situation, it, do you agree, you can take a situation of, you know, you're, you've hit the bottom and, and, and really turn it around for your benefit. Um, Absolutely. And sometimes I think the really
2: important thing that I have learned, and I'm still learning all the time every day, look, I'm building a startup from scratch. It's, you know, 99% chance that we fail, right? And I face that every day. And so... How do you, in the face of something difficult or daunting, how do you continue to do that? And, you know, I always tell the story. It's a small story, but it really, I think, illustrates the point. When we were um, in the refugee settlement in Vienna, you know, my father, he's a PhD scientist. He's brilliant. He's my hero. You know, at night, he would not sleep, but he would go and make a few extra dollars unloading uh, fruit at the local market just to make some extra money. And one morning, he came back in, and he's all dirty, you know. He said, okay, to me and my mom, I said, all right, girls. Let's go. Let's go see the Vienna Opera House. I just passed it on my way back, and it was beautiful. And I looked at him, and I said, this is ridiculous. We have no money. We don't know where we're going. We're living in this ridiculous, disgusting conditions, and you want to go sightseeing? And my dad said to me, and I'll never forget it, he said, you're absolutely right. Life is really awful right now. I don't deny that, but we have a choice. We can either sit here and walk in that. Or we can go and see something beautiful because, hey, when are we going to be here again? And that, to me, is the essence. Of course, I ignored it. I was 14. You ignore everything your parents say when you're 14. But that's the essence, and that's the true essence, that even in really difficult situations and painful situations, it's not that we have to be excited about the pain or the difficulty, but yet we can find something in there that to be grateful for.
1: Oh, So you don't think eye-rolling is part of it? Does your daughter ever roll her eyes and just, you know, exasperate at at 10 and go, Ugh, Mom.
2: (laughs) Um, I don't know if she does, but look, I actually realize, you know, it's funny. I just gave a big um, talk in New York, and I actually have a slide in my presentation. I talk about all this, my story, all this stuff. And I actually have a slide that says, Wait, I'm going to guess what some of you are thinking. And then I put up these quotes. You know, some people are thinking like, "Oh my God, what a bunch of cheese!" Or some people are saying like, "Okay, that's for like those happy-go-lucky people. That's not for me." And some people are saying, you know, "Oh my God, that's so uncool! Like, I'm really cool and and cynical and negative. You know, and that's how I am." Creative. Look, I I am a realist. I I like I said, I'm actually not naturally a happy person. So I realize that some of this can come off as of this idealistic thinking. I actually think it's a way to survive as a human being. You know, you mentioned at the beginning that. We are biologically predisposed to look for negative things. It's actually evolution has taught us that, right? Because we're looking for danger. We're looking, you know, for things that are going to attack us or things we need to pay attention to. That's a really difficult way to live, right? It's It protected us in the primeval times, but it's a really difficult way to live. And there's now a lot of research that shows it's a horrible way to live. Right? It causes a lot of stress, anxiety, physical illness. You live shorter for a shorter period of time. And so to me, everything I'm saying, you know, it's not that it's idealistic. I think it's actually the most realistic thing. It's just as important as getting exercise or, you know, eating healthy. To me, it's that fundamental because if you look at the research, it's insanely powerful. You know, there's more than eleven thousand different scientific studies that show the very benefits of developing a more grateful mindset, which just says finding something to appreciate that's already part of your life, not running to the next thing. That's a lot of research. Right. And so I realized that, you know, I look, I also spent 15 years in New York city, right? I'm a total New Yorker cynic, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, and yet to me, I guess the reason I can be so passionate about this is I'm not someone to whom this came naturally. I'm not someone who you know, is naturally predisposed to this and yet it completely changed my life. And so yeah, if that makes me an idealist, I'll take it.
1: Right. Now tell talk a little bit about your workshop at a at Canyon Ranch in Lenox. Um you have a a a great workshop of course on, on being happy. You're also doing some of the like Deepak Chopra, right?
2: Yes, we're not so we're with Deepak we're not doing it. so at Canyon Ranch, uh yes, I'm doing two workshops and they are you know, workshops meant to, you know, inspire and teach people some of really simple and practical. I'm a huge, I may be an idealist, but I'm very practical. So try to both inspire people to shift their mindset of how they think of happiness and give them some really simple and tactical things they can do every single day to get there. So that's the workshop in Canyon Ranch. And I'm super excited. I've actually never been to Canyon Ranch, but it's on my life bucket Oh, it's bucket gorgeous. List. I'm it's super excited. It's, yeah, I can't it's, wait. It's I'm It's wonderful. There.
1: It's one of really and my, one of my best friend in the places.
2: world is coming with me. I, I can't wait. Um, what are the dates be, of
1: your workshop? There? I am
2: there, so I am there. It's coming up very soon. It's coming up in a week and a half, and so the first workshop is on Saturday, the twenty first of February, and then that's a dinner, and then we have one on Sunday, the twenty second, and then Monday, the twenty third.
1: Lori, we're going. Lori?
2: <laughs> Lori,
1: are you, are you oh, going you with me? Oh, you guys should totally come. have a blast. Lori, Lori's happy, happier. She's, she's all, of, all of the above. But I, I will learn. <laughs> I will learn a lot, I guarantee you. I'll be the first one to ask all kinds of questions. Now, talk a little bit about the Deepak uh, Chopra um, Yeah, so that's something we're
2: doing. Um, so part of, so Happier as a company, you know, so I always say Happier is not just a company. It's a movement, right? And you said at the beginning, our vision and our mission and something I get up to do every day and our team here does is to help millions of people be happier in their everyday lives by finding and appreciating more of those tiny little awesome moments. And as a company, we help people do that in several ways. We have um, created some really innovative mobile and web uh, bite-sized courses, and that's part of what we're doing with Deepak. We've created courses on gratitude, on beginner meditation, on yoga, on happier, healthier habits, and we do them with really wonderful experts. And we are working on finalizing where we'll be launching two brand-new courses together with Deepak Chopra. We're super excited. Um, They're brand-new. We were created with him just together for Happier. And one is going to be on being happier, and one is going to be around the super brain and his latest book, uh, the book before his recent book about the super brain and how can we use our brain to lead more fulfilling lives. And so we're doing those two courses. Each course you'll be able to – Take, um, on happier.com or by downloading our app. And then we'll also, you know, have some other content as part of that. And it's super exciting to work with Deepak because he's someone I've admired for so many years and he has such wisdom. And what we are doing in these courses together is just making it a little more accessible and bite sized because, you know, what I am passionate about is I love the fact that there'll be people at Canyon Ranch who can take a couple of days out of their life to come and hear me. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. And yet I think most people, we don't have that time off. I know we don't, we aren't able to take it. And so the vision for happier is how can we help you do that in these bite-sized ways? So we have our bite-sized courses, other content, our community. And again, the goal is can we help you do that in five to 10 minutes a day?
1: Well, wow. well, actually, in the in the few minutes that we have we have left uh, in in the show, could you leave us with some of you know the takeaway advice, some of the easiest tips uh, for how to lead happier and and more meaningful lives? What are the 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 Natalie tips of the day that we can take home with yeah, us? Yeah,
2: I would say three things. Right, I could go on and probably hang with you guys for hours, but I'd say three things. The first is. The one I shared is every day, can you find one tiny, tiny, can be the tiniest thing, but can you every single day have a moment where you're there and you say, I'm happier now because I appreciate what? Is it something you're doing? Is it something you're savoring? Is it a person you're with? Is it some, someplace you are? But every day, like a habit, can you do that? It's a tiny, tiny practice that completely shifts your mindset in your life. The second is, you know, research is very powerful that people who are more positive all have one characteristic in common, and that is they have meaningful relationships with other people. It's not the quantity, but if, say, you have some positive interactions with people in your life. And by the way, having them with strangers is as impactful as having them with friends. So if you have positive interaction with someone who's making a coffee for you at a coffee shop, it changes your life. So my second tip is, can you make sure that every single day you have, however short, a meaningful connection with another human being that you care about? So I asked Deepak Chopra, Deepak, what's the fastest way I can be happier right now? And he said, text a friend and tell them why you appreciate them. Because when you do something for someone else, it makes you happier and you're making their day and it creates that human connection. So that's my second tip. My third tip is around being present. You know, mindfulness has become like the cool thing. Everyone's talking about mindfulness and it sounds really heavy and intimidating. And I turn, I, I want to ask people to do something very simple. Every day can you take a minute vacation. So for one minute, can you step out of the craziness of your life? And we all have crazy lives in some way. And for that one minute, can you just be exactly where you are? It doesn't you. Maybe you're drinking a cup of coffee. Maybe you're saving a your piece of chocolate. Maybe you're having dinner with your family. Maybe you're at a workshop. Maybe you're doing a radio show. But For that one minute, can you just be present and completely mindful of what you're doing? It changes our chemistry. It focuses the brain. And it actually helps us find more of those moments to appreciate. So those are my three little small tips.
1: Oh, that's terrific! And check your phone. I'm going to text you now to tell you how wonderful you are, and you made us happier, Bobby. Oh, on the well, show. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've taken tip one. Uh, so, thank you so much for being with us. Tell us again the dates of the Canyon Ranch.
2: So it's the 21st through the 23rd, and the workshops are on the 22nd, which is a Sunday, and the 23rd, which is a Monday.
1: And how can I listeners find you on your website?
2: If you go to happier.com or download Happier for Android or iPhone, you'll get to know us and you can get a lot more Natalie if you like.
1: Oh, well, we can't get enough of Natalie. You're terrific and thank you so much and we'd love to have you back because there's so much that we haven't covered that we didn't have time for today, but I'm hoping we'll have it the next time. So thanks again. That would be
2: great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really grateful. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Um, everyone. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we'll be speaking with Catherine LeBlanc and David Yeager from Smoothie King, whose mission is to make a healthier, more active lifestyle, delicious and nutritious. You're listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: This portion of the Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts. Express Scripts oversees 1.4 billion pharmacy claims each year on behalf of employers health plans, unions, and government health programs, Express Scripts works to make the use of prescription drugs safer and more affordable for the 100 million Americans they serve. Understanding that better decisions lead to healthier outcomes, Express Scripts helps patients make the best drug choices and health choices possible. Their disease-specific pharmacists are here to help you better understand your prescribed therapy, lower your overall health care costs, and ultimately, stay on the path to better health. For more information, visit expressscripts.com. Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins Michael's show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune in to Jane via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio. Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Jane Wilkins Michael and better than before.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. We're live in New York City. I'm here with Lori, as always. Now, to continue the happiness theme, I'd like you all to meet two experts from Smoothie King who are responsible for making us nutritionally happier. Um, And that would be Catherine LeBlanc, who is their marketing and communications manager, and Davis Yeager, who is their food scientist and product development uh, manager. And just to give you a brief introduction to Smoothie King, for those of you who think all smoothies are the same, they are not – Uh, Smoothie King has more than 700 locations across three continents, from the U.S. to the Republic of Korea, Singapore, and even the Cayman Islands. And as I mentioned before the break, their mission is to make living a healthier, more active lifestyle delicious and nutritious. Welcome to the show, Davis and Catherine. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. All right, Davis, let's start with you. Now, what is a food scientist? (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, aside from being somewhat nerdy, a uh, food scientist is kind of the man behind the curtain. So uh, there's not many of us across the country, but we usually tend to work for um, food companies, whether it's a consumer packaged goods company or Smoothie King in this case. And what we do is we're responsible for innovations, um, any productivity initiatives, which are cost savings, and any sort of brand maintenance. So that could, that could basically be a very broad comment, but anything that basically keeps our brand or our product at current status it's not better. So we're doing all the magic with the science and um, with the, the sensory testing um, some of it nerdy some of it very exciting
1: now how do you apply the knowledge and what you do at smoothie King I mean you just take that and uh, for for the smoothies do you do you apply it to the ingredients do you do you find which ingredients are the best scientifically proven that kind of thing I mean I don't I don't know
3: <laughs> I'm, right. I'm right no that's okay and, it, it, that's a valid question. Um, so really, there's several approaches. I have a, a very strong culinary background. I was, I was a chef for over 10 years, so understanding flavor combinations um, is something that all chefs do very well, and I brought that to the table here, knowing you know, that if we're going to add kale to a smoothie, what else can we add if so you're not necessarily getting a punch in the face of kale? So flavor combinations, of course. And then another thing is looking at trendy ingredients. So keeping my ear to the road and knowing not only, you know, from a... vegetable or fruit standpoint what's trendy what's kind of popular looking at functional ingredients where that goes into our proprietary powders that we blend like our gladiator Um, so what we've been doing is modernizing some of our formulas including trendier ingredients some things that are better for your glycemic index things that will keep you full longer better forms of protein etc so sourcing things like that and then also having to ultimately make them taste sick at the end of the day you want it to taste good So I'm here to to make it taste good in general while using functional ingredients that are very trendy and up-to-date.
1: Yeah, and and Catherine, I'll bring you into this, too. You know, not all, as I said earlier, not all um, smoothies are created equal, and not to mention names, but one rhymes with rhomba, as in rhomba juice, Uh, (laughs) but... you know, you, you, some are in, equivalent in fat and calories and sugar as, as, a, as a milkshake. And the general uh, the, uh, consensus, I think, or perception is that if you have a smoothie, uh, you're being healthy. Um, but I don't think that's, that's always true. I mean, I was sort of aghast at some of what, what's in some of them. And I'm thinking this is not healthy at all. Um, so, again, yes. let's talk about, Catherine, how, why are all smoothies are not created alike, Correct.
2: Yeah, that's right. So at Smoothie King, we not only use fruit and ice, um, of course, to make our smoothies, but we also have ingredients um, that provide a purpose, uh, whether you want to bulk up or lose weight um, or gain weight. All of our smoothies are created with that purpose in mind. So, for example, Davis mentioned our Gladiator product, which is a proprietary protein blend that's specifically formulated to help people um, recover after a workout in order to make the most out of their workout. Um, we also have a, a category of smoothies called swim blends that um, are specifically uh, made in mind to keep you on your diet, whether it's um, with uh, extra protein to replace a meal. Um, protein keeps you fuller longer um, and also gives you the nutrients you need to get through the day. Or if you're just counting calories and you want a snack that's under um, 400 calories, we have those smoothies there for you as well. Um, so everything that we do at Smoothie and one of the exciting things that we did this year was bring Davis on to ensure that not only our, um, products are created purposefully, um, but they're also delicious.
1: Yeah. Now let, let's bring this to the, to the listener who's at home. Now, my husband, you put a piece of kale in a smoothie and he will not drink that smoothie. Uh, definitely, that it's out as far as he's concerned. Um, but he will go to the other place and say, gee, I want, you know, put a banana in for potassium, and that's considered healthy. He's going to be listening to the show, so I don't want to say too much about it. But, no, he he basically has a very <laughs> – Bob, you have a wonderful diet, and I'm very proud of you. He lost um, 10, 20 pounds – he lost 20 pounds in about six months, and he, uh-huh. he takes very, very good care of himself. So I don't want to say anything about it. But um smoothies are – uh, very, 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 very popular these days. In fact, a lot of people have them for breakfast, and and I don't know. For me, I'm, I, I don't think a smoothie is a meal, but I'm I'm very much. You know, I've been out. I've been voted off the island because many people do drink smoothies <laughs> for for meals. Now, let's say you wake up in the morning and you can't get to Smoothie King. What would you suggest, um, either Catherine or Davis? What What would you suggest putting in your smoothie that you make at home for a very nutritious breakfast? Well,
3: if you're looking at and, and well, Catherine, if I'm, you can go for it if you want. But I was thinking, you know, for breakfast, of course, you want to have something that's bright and refreshing that's going to wake you up. Now, if you're having coffee, that's going to do the same thing. But obviously, you want, to, you want to stay full longer in the morning. Breakfast is generally the most important meal of the day. So being able to get something very nutritious that's going to keep you longer, keep you full through noon or longer is, is beneficial. Now, what I would like to say is maybe adding kale, something with high fiber, rich and, and folic acid, of course, including your bananas, but it's breakfast. So you want to include some citrus. So definitely an orange. If you have a kiwi, put some kiwi in there. Even though it's not citrus, it's going to give you some bright flavors. It's not only going to wake up your brain and your taste buds, it's going to keep you full longer through noon. And I don't know, Catherine, if you want to add to that as well.
1: Yep, you handled that great. Now, well, strawberries... <laughs> Will a strawberry, for example, mask the green color so I can put kale in and my husband won't know? What are the color combinations as a scientist that, that would that would mask a green leaf that he might find in his smoothie? Um, so I'll put that in. But I think citrus, people like berries and and people, of course, like all kinds of... And berries are very good for you. They're they're very high um, anti-cancer foods that we all should be be eating anyway on a daily Absolutely. basis. Um, now, if you want to lose weight, let's talk about ingredients for weight loss in a smoothie, uh, what do you put in yours, and what do you suggest that we put in ours at home if we can't get to you or well, not? Put in-
2: uh, and Davis, yeah, so Davis can take a little bit of this as well. But um, one of the things that we uh, do at Smoothie King is we make sure that you have enough protein in our meal replacement smoothies so that. You're replacing a meal with a smoothie, which is generally lower in calories than maybe a, a frozen dinner you might have for lunch. Um, but that protein uh, will keep you fuller longer. So while you're having less, um, you can, can maybe make it past that 3 o'clock snack time um, that always nags us. Um, one other uh, ingredient um, that we have or, or, or option that we have are, are enhancers. Um, and we've used our enhancers in some of our, our smoothies in order to help you reach your swimming goals. So, for example, fiber is great to keep you feeling fuller longer, um, and we use it in our Greek yogurt smoothies, which have up to 12 grams of protein and the great probiotics that come with um, with drinking yogurt. Um, another uh, enhancer that we have is is called Diet Down, and it's an all natural combination of an appetite suppressant. So. You can add Diet Down to any smoothie that you have, or you can um, have our smoothies that already have Diet Down in it, and it will not only um, give you the nutrients that you need, but also with that appetite suppressant, help you get through, again, that kind of nagging 3 o'clock time when you feel like you need to pick me up. Um, And additionally, you know, sometimes at that 3 o'clock hour, you do need something to you a little bit more. And so we have some lower calorie smoothies available um, that not only um, help you get through that three o'clock hour but also give you a serving of fruits and vegetables if you need it, um, where you're not necessarily snacking on a bag of chips but instead having something healthy for you.
1: Right. Now, let's say, you know, we're going to start our smoothies. And again, you know, we can uh, certainly Smoothie King, they're, they're available at, as I said, 700 um, places all over the all over three continents. And that's an enormous uh, amount of franchises. But let's say we want to start our smoothies at home. Um, what are the ingredients that we should buy for sh- definitely to have in our um, kitchen arsenal to make the, the best smoothies? Well, well one thing
2: that
1: we've been experiencing... Sorry, Davis,
3: Catherine. why don't we start with you, and then we'll go to Catherine. Sure. No, that's fine. So you know, in my house, you know, I, I do like to make smoothies in my house with my wife. You know, it's good after a workout. It's good in the morning. It's good if you're, you know, in a rush. I'll definitely like to have yogurt, a group yogurt, on hand at all times, whether it has it's, – it's nonfat. that's definitely a plus. But whether it's flavored with vanilla or not, you're still going to have a lot of flavor in the smoothie. I always like to have a plethora of raw fruits. So whatever I'm really feeling at the moment depends on the time of day. And then I also like to have, you know, some grains or some nuts. You can have oats. You can have some flax, you can have chia seeds, you know, things along those lines that you can pick up at the Whole Foods or, or any sort of health store. And and really, you know, whatever you're, you're feeling. So, a lot of those nuts, they do have a nice flavor. Cashews are good. I mean, any sort of nut that you want to incorporate, assuming that you don't have, you know, any nut allergies. But, you know, for me, I, I like to have some spontaneity with my smoothies and not having just the same flavor every day. It's like eating a PBJ for lunch every day, you're just going to get bored of it. So, having, you know, when I go to the store I just purchase what's precious and what looks the best. And then when I'm at home and it's kind of element you just make it as you're going and it's different flavors and it kinda of keeps your taste buds, well, you know, in attention all day, all week actually.
1: So, um now what's the difference between a, a smoothie and a milkshake? Is a smoothie thicker than a milkshake or is it just that they have better ingredients in it? I mean I think it is it is it sort of interchangeable and in in um it, it, is a smoothie like a milkshake, but better for you? But, and you can even have it without the milk? Let's just go there, there Well, before I forget. You can have it with like uh, hemp milk or um, rice milk or almond milk, right? You don't have to make it. You can make Correct. it not dairy.
3: Correct, you can. And typically when you think of a milkshake, you know, I, I think of something very thick, something with ice cream, something with milk, um, and, you know, not, not necessarily the healthiest item, but we're able to accomplish the same textures and very, very similar flavors with some of our smoothies um, by by using different ingredients. Now, we, you know, some of our proteins, uh, we do have a, a milk powder that we add, but we also have different proteins and an arsenal of powders that we can add that are, you know, like Catherine mentioned, the enhancers. We also have are our base powders that go into a lot of our smoothies that can mimic the the thickness and lightness of a, of a milkshake. Now, that's one of our standards when we're creating a new smoothie. We're looking at similar textures we don't want something that's very watery we like the straw to be able to stand up inside so you feel like you're getting some substance and along with that texture you do get these these high you know very intense flavors and then very filling um smoothies that that work very well
1: so you would suggest one thing about
2: smoothie king is that we don't use necessarily milk as a base we start with fruit. Um, and we start with the purpose of each smoothie to then build out that smoothie. Uh, we do have a, um, a non-fat uh, milk that we add to some smoothies, and some of our proteins do have some whey um, uh, with them. Um, we're also looking at introducing some non-dairy milk options, um, and we just recently introduced the Greek yogurt smoothies. And so when you think about smoothies, um, really the, the first uh, thought, that should come to mind is is probably the fruit and the fruit, um, that we use in those smoothies. So it's not a milk based, um, at
1: all. So what would you put in your smoothies? The same as Davis only you, you, you put fruit in, right? What are your favorite smoothies that you make at home or, you know, even, or at Smoothie King, what are your favorites?
2: Well, I'll tell you a, an insider secret. Um, one thing that we do at Smoothie King that, um, that you may think about is uh, bananas. We use a lot of bananas in our smoothies, and, and in order to kind of bring out the sweetness of the bananas, we wait till they are, um, almost overripe to then put them on our smoothies. So if you're making smoothies at home, I, um, I always start, uh, I always like to make smoothies when I have those overripe bananas that I know I'm not going to eat, but I know they would taste great in a smoothie. Um, and so I usually combine that with, um, with either Greek yogurt or a non-dairy milk option, um, and some ice and, and, um, and go to town. And whatever fruit choice, of course, that I have. I usually don't have the grains or the, the nuts hanging around the house, I, I, I go a little bit more bare bones.
1: Now, for protein, you'd get a protein powder at your health food store, you know, if you're making it at home, right? A, a, a high we do. We, we,
2: yes. Um, and actually, just this year, we introduced uh, a new vegan um, option uh, that has all uh, vegan-based protein sources like hemp and pea and cranberry Um, But we have a variety of protein options. Gladiator, we've mentioned a couple of times, is our proprietary product. We also partner with a company who makes Lean One, um, which includes 27 vitamins and minerals uh, along with 26 grams of protein. And then just this year, we introduced a partnership with Sun Warrior, um, who makes a fantastic high-quality vegan protein. And we have two new vegan drinks that we've um, introduced, and they've actually performed um, or overperformed in, uh from our expectations. And so you have a variety of options when it comes to making a meal smoothie at home or making a fruit smoothie at home.
1: Yeah, I like Sun Warrior. I do know their protein powder it, it is very good. Uh, now, let's talk a little bit. I work with sur- survivors as well, and a lot of times, uh, a few things, um, sometimes because of whatever, let's say, cancer they've had, if they've had throat cancer, for example, they can't swallow, and it's very hard for them to get the proper nutrition. So, and and a lot of the the pre-made products on the on the market today are just full of sugar. And I had asked if you can't really taste it, and even from feeding tubes, if you can't really taste it, why put in all that sugar? And they said, well, you have to get it up to a certain amount of calories, you know, to make the. And and so the sugar is what the calories. So uh, I'm just going to backtrack a a little bit to to ask you, what are the ingredients that we should avoid putting into a smoothie, and then we'll get on to. you know, smoothies that are good for people who who really can't eat. So, what would you say are the uh, the, the too much sugar, too much? I mean, what what would be the no nos for putting in a smoothie, uh, Davis? If you want to say it, and then Catherine will come to you.
3: Sure, and you know, I think I think mainly staying away from just added sugars in general. I know that I, I you know family members and friends have asked similar questions. You know, what should I make at home? And here's what I'm currently using. And some people. We'll we'll add, you know, yes, they may think it's okay, but adding sugar on top of fruits is is usually unnecessary. Those are just empty calories. So I think the main thing for me would just be staying away from added sugars. You can get same levels of sweetness, using overripened bananas like Catherine mentioned, and just really, really ripe fruit.
1: Yeah, Catherine, what would you not put in your smoothies? Same, no sugar?
2: Yeah, I think the same. I think, um, you know, to to be... um a little more basic, I would just be careful on how much ice you put in because then you lose out on that creaminess um, flavor. But as far as ingredients to stay away from, you know, when people are making smoothies at home, I think they're very conscious and and you can see the ingredients that you're putting into the blender. So they're very conscious about what ingredients they're putting into the smoothie. Um, So I think it's a little bit more uh, 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 natural for people to to know, hey, you know, no, I'm not going to put some peppermint in my smoothie today.
1: Lori, do you drink smoothies? I don't know if Lori drinks smoothies. Lori, do you drink smoothies? Oh, yeah, I, I'll make smoothies. Unfortunately, I'm in Toronto, and there is no Smoothie King in Toronto. But, um, <laughs> What do you uh, put in your smoothies? Uh, Lori's very I, healthy. You know, I will usually, it will usually be vegetable-based, and then I will add in some fruit and stuff, but um, just to make it a little bit more edible. Um, but, yeah, I mean... And, and I'll try, you know, I can't do dairy, so I will try to do alternative milks. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoy smoothies. So let's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm getting more used to I think I, now I'm actually hungry because it's two o'clock here, almost two o'clock here in New York. So I feel like I, I really do want a smoothie. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm looking for a smoothie king. Um, but let's say, go, going back to people who are, are compromised in, in, in their eating uh, and and don't want to get a a prepackaged bottle of, again, it, uh, I don't want to mention names, but it sounds like Oost. <laughs> or right, Nensure. I know exactly what you're talking about. Then N- N- sure. Sure. Um, but so what would you definitely put in for, for really, you're going to replace meals, you're going to give them enough hell you know, healthy stuff to have them fight whatever, it doesn't even have to be cancer survivors, anybody who's ill and they really can't eat for whatever reason, even if it's a, just a short period of time, what do you suggest putting in for utmost nutrition if that's what you're going to survive on for however long?
3: I think that looking at tubers, colorful tubers, you know, you want a lot of phytochemicals, so looking at things like beets and then also including things like kale, which you have your roughage, and then bananas, it's going to give you the smoothness. And for me, I'm I'm a huge peanut butter fan. I mean, it's, that's, it has, it's loaded with calories. We actually have a peanut butter in all of our stores that doesn't have added sugar. It's a natural peanut butter. It's a great product, but you get that nice peanut butter flavor and it really makes it creamy. So adding in things that that would be offensive and then covering the taste with peanut butter and bananas really is going to give you high calories, a really nice smooth texture and it really probably get the job done.
1: Catherine, do you want to add to that?
2: Uh Davis sounded like you knew what he was talking about. I um I, uh, <laughs> am not as <laughs> Thanks, digital, thanks um, needs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah you know I think that um peanut butter is always a high quality, fatty, high calorie um Way to get get a lot of the nutrients that you need, um, but I I don't have any experience in in um, providing that kind of advice, so I'll I'll, I'll let David take that one.
3: Well, Was that when in doubt use food. peanut butter? That's that's what I say in my house. There
1: you go. <laughs> when in doubt use peanut butter, and and almond butter is good too, right? If we're in the nut butter. It is. Cashew it is. It is. Very, very high protein. Now, could you ever put like an egg in a smoothie or no? See I'm not I'm an i a, I'm a like, like
3: Rocky, is that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a neophyte. I'm a smoothie neophyte. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about I don't know anything about smoothies. So can you I mean you can't like chop up stuff like chicken or something, right? It has to be like stuff you can blend. You know, I, little, I
3: wouldn't come out and say adding chicken to your smoothie is the best idea. <laughs> I'm sure we we you can easily accomplish um high levels of protein and calories.
1: Right. <laughs> I can add a potato to the smoothie. Well, my husband would add a pizza. Can you make a smoothie pizza? <laughs> is Ooh. that is that is that something that you might consider as Smoothie King? A pizza? He'll we'll go. Well, now. I got to
3: meet your husband. So.
1: <laughs> I know. We we're talking last time. It was you know people are pro gluten. He's pro pizza. So I I don't know. <laughs> and of course of course there's a lot of gluten free out there. Everybody now is on the gluten free trend. Absolutely. So, so, yeah, um, big big issue. Yeah, and
2: actually, all of the smoothies um, on our menu are gluten free.
1: Oh, so that's that's good to know. So, tell us where how we can find Smoothie King.
2: Well, we are currently located in 33 states across the the U.S., um, and as you mentioned, three different continents. Um, and if we don't have a Smoothie King near you, you can certainly um, visit our website to find out how. You can open your own. We are actively looking for franchisees. We are a franchise-based company. Um, And you can log on to SmoothieKing.com to uh, find out about the smoothies that we've talked about today, as well as some of the ingredients that we're using in our smoothies, like the Vegan Sun Warrior um, uh, and uh, all the different fruits and vegetables that we have in our smoothies. Um, But if we don't have a Smoothie King near you, I'd encourage you to reach out and find out how easy it is to open your own Smoothie King.
1: Lori, that's giving us an idea. We we thought we were going to go into extreme sports, but I think I've changed, because you're not really big into extreme (laughs) sports. I think we're now, Lori and I are going to open a smoothie (laughs) franchise, right?
2: There you go.
1: (laughs) Sounds great. We're, We're there, and I'm going to put... I don't know. What do I want to put in my smoothie? Chocolate. Oh, you could put chocolate also, right? Chocolate sounds like it could work. You
2: can. We actually introduced a um, partnership with Ghirardelli cho- Chocolate. In um, this holiday season, we had three different dark chocolate smoothies um, available, and we have a, a vegan dark chocolate banana smoothie currently um, and permanently on our menu. So we use 100% cocoa um, Daily product, and we absolutely have chocolate smoothies for you.
1: The more things I like, the more things I'm throwing out, the more things I'm realizing you have it all. Yeah, can <laughs> do. Sure. I'm, getting, I'm getting ideas for our franchise, Lori. We could have all kinds of things. But, um, so, well, thank you so much, both of you, for being with us. Uh, great.
3: Thanks
1: for having us. Oh, it, it, it is our pleasure. Um, so that's our show, everyone. Thank you, Lori, as always. And um, thank you all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins Michael. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before.
0: Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. The Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.